Yo, it's Alex Terranova, and welcome to Flip the Lens, where Brie Holland, London Papa Michael, and myself smash down the walls of perfection, performance, and looking good to dive face first into deeply vulnerable and personal conversations where we expose and explore what it means to be authentic and how to succeed in a world desperate for a facade. Good morning. Welcome back to Flip the Lens, guys. I'm your DJ, London Papa Michael. We've got my girl Bree back, and then our guy Alex is actually on some adventure doing like a city slickers thing. So we're all stuck inside, and then Mr. Alex is off having a great time riding horses or something. So uh, he brought in a special guest today, my guy Miyoko Taylor. Excited to have you, man. I can't wait to see what you bring to the table. And I think that's another cool thing about our show, guys, is we're going to have things happen in life. We're going to be busy. We might get sick. Bree's pregnant. Bring in opportunity for a new voice, a new mindset, a new set of uh, of life, of positivity. So uh, I can't wait to hear what you have to say today, man. No holds barred. Don't be shy. I'm excited. <laughs> We've got, so Miyoko, let's talk about you before we dive into the topic. You are a coach. So I'm assuming life coach. You're a leader. You've worked with um CEOs, public figures, you've written, you've done some writing, some books, publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, you've, you have like a transformation story, right? Weight loss? Yeah, I, um, I pretty much, the majority of the people I deal with now is on a personal branding, um, business okay. strategy perspective. Uh, my, my weight loss journey has been very interesting because um, I often start saying I was an entrepreneurial spirit at a very young age, um, but I was one of those people that you know, listen to parents, listen to peers, and kind of found myself back in the normal nine to five, you know, that I hated and um, just a lit, just existing, you know, not living. Um, and I remember looking in the mirror one day, you know, bursting into tears. I was overweight, was in a horrible relationship, had a job that I hated. And I said, you know, I have one or two decisions to make. Either I continue to go down this road or I make the scariest decision of my life and kind of go back into uh, that entrepreneurial spirit and not listen to anything that anybody was saying. I don't care how close they were to me. Um, and that's what I did. And that's kind of what led me to personal development. I started looking at how to find yourself, different things. Found Zig Ziglar, Les Brown, um, Bob Proctor, John Asaraf, you know, so many people. And I got really like, you know, engrossed in that material. And I remember that year I read over 70 books. Like it was, it was literally ridiculous. I like consume myself with that information. Um, but what happened is it transformed, it rewired my brain. It, it, it changed my perspective on life and everything. So I said, you know, I'm starting to see some improvements in my life. So how can I help other people do this? Because the whole rah, rah, ah, I think your thoughts become things kind of thing was corny to me at first. But of course I had become a believer because I practiced it and I seen results in my own life. And that's how my coaching, you know, journey officially began because I didn't choose coaching. Coaching chose me. That was something that I always uh, did by helping people, wanted to serve, you know, wanted to add value to people's lives. And I just continue to get certifications and meet more people. And I've been blessed to work with a lot of different people, man, that, that are doing some amazing things for, you know, the universe. So um, rest that's is history. Here we are. <laughs> cool. So and you recently got married. Is that right? Yeah. It's a year and a half. Oh, shit. Very interesting. Congrats, man. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Was it before the pandemic or did you have to cancel your wedding? Um, We we were dating for five years. Then we got married. 
Um, and then we had our daughter, Miaja Denise Taylor. We had her on April the 5th. So very much during the pandemic. Wow. That's a lot, man. <laughs> it was a very, it, it's been a very interesting experience, um, especially because there's so many loved ones and people that really can't, you know, see her or hold yeah. her in the capacity that they would like to. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's caused a little bit of tension, you know, understandably, but I mean, it's, it's just the world we live in right now. So. Right. So London and I, we were talking yesterday, the last couple of days, we'd love to dive into mental health a little, which sounds like you, you know, can we deem expert on, <laughs> you've been through your own journey. You've had, you know, kind of some personal experiences. I know London and I, um, as you're getting to know us, we've had our own, you know, struggles and situations that have really put mental health at the top of, you know, our own personal goals of taking care of, you know, ourselves and, and where we're at. And I know we all kind of look at that differently and, and see it differently as when it appears, how we battle it, how we deal with it. Um, but I'd love to take the next 15, 20 minutes and dive into, especially being Mental Health Awareness Month. I know so many people struggle with anxiety, struggle with depression, struggle with things that <laughs> he's raising his hand. Y'all can't see us, but <laughs> we all have, I think, these moments and maybe it's not every day for, you know, for some, it's just here and there. But um, I'd love to dive in, not just share that we all struggle with it, but kind of how we, how we manage it, how we battle it, how we overcome it. For some of us, you know, it's, it's looked different. So I don't know, Lyndon, do you want to kick off like with your journey? I know losing your mom and, and we've talked about that a lot, but kind of that mental health journey to where you're at. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a, uh, you know, it's been a hell of a journey and, uh, you know, it's an ongoing journey, you know, with anything in life. And, you know, I didn't think I, I never really thought about mental health or what it meant, um, you know, until watching my mom have her issues with alcoholism. And then the older I get and the more life throws stuff at you with, you know, the good and the bad, the more your mind starts thinking about the regular stuff in life of what am I going to do? You know, how do I pay my bills? What's to teach me about taxes, investments? Am I good enough? You know, what's the job next? How's the outfit for my date tonight, et cetera, et cetera. And then that other shit happens to us that, you know, we all have our own stuff of whether you're you know, lose a loved one too soon, unexpected, um, you, you're physically ill, sick, you go financially broke, um, someone molested, etc. What that goes on inside of here. And I think the main thing that I want to try to get across today without always kind of telling my story with my mom is um, you feel like you're weak because you're going through all this stuff and like something's wrong with you. Right. You know, and it's understandable because like the stuff that goes all in our head, you know, we probably all be like, fuck, I don't know if I'm willing to tell you guys everything that's going on, but let me, let me pause for a second. Whether you're what you believe in, whether you identify as a man or a woman, whatever your uh, sex is, color your skin. We all are a lot more like alike than we say out in public. We all deal with the good and the bad, self-sabotage, et cetera. And true strength, it's not weakness, true strength is talking about this stuff. 
and being honest about it. And I'm not saying you got to go on a podcast and get on Instagram and start standing on your soapbox and trying to do some things that maybe people like us are or other people. Just you owe it to yourself to try to find help, however that may be. And I I think a lot of ways is we don't know even what help is, right? Where, Where do you go, you know? There's a hotline you can call. You can Google it right away and have a phone call if you're not. And you're talking to a stranger. So there's no judgment. It's just a voice over the phone. You'd be surprised how good that. And I haven't done that, but I've talked to someone I didn't know and just opened up. And that's another reason why I do talk is it helps me heal. That's how I deal with my mental, some of my mental issues is by speaking about my pain. And that's when people seem to like me the most or respect me the most is when I keep it real because they're like, I see this guy, seems like he's got it figured out and life is so good in LA. And yeah, a bunch of awesome things have happened, right? But I'm still fucking getting my ass kicked. There's days I still don't want to get up. You know the cartoons where you got the devil, you got the angel, and they're talking back and forth? I'll tell you a funny story. I woke up one day and those two are at war with each other in my mind. I woke up in such a good mood that my dark side was like, why the fuck are you in such a good mood, dude? What the fuck happened to you? You didn't have sex last night. You didn't like, you know, you look the same. You didn't get any taller. You didn't get any more ripped. Like, why are you so? And that really made me pause and be like, man, you know, it's, it's real. It's something that you deal with, with all the good and the bad in your life, but don't be ashamed of it. And maybe by sharing my story, it can allow you the opportunity to realize you're not weird. There's nothing wrong with you. And it is the ultimate courage. It is the ultimate man, woman, human being to fucking keep it real. I actually think it makes you even stronger, even better, more respected. I love that. I'm glad you brought up that you don't have to be like at your worst or that it doesn't make you weak. I shared when we started this podcast, I turned 30, what appeared from the outside looked as if I was on a high, right? I'm making six figures in a business that I created from home. I've got my kids. I'm in an amazing relationship. And I started therapy. That's when I started therapy. Like, why would I start therapy when everything seems great? And I think that's the thing is you don't have to be at rock bottom. So we were just talking to Miyoko. Maybe you can chime in here. Like, highlights of your life. You just got married. You just had a baby. I'm sure there, like you said, there's some mental struggle there where it's supposed to be highlights. And I'm sure you've had so many highs, like so many good points, but maybe you can elaborate for us. I don't want to speak for you, but elaborate for us how, how going through probably the highest highs and the lowest lows at the same time and how you're managing, how you're battling or getting through that. So so being a father and seeing my daughter born was probably one of the best experiences of my life. Um, but it was also, you know, I had mixed feelings because nobody else was at the hospital. You know, my parents couldn't come in. Her parents couldn't come in. Like, literally, her mother was watching the delivery from FaceTime. Um, and just to... The usual environment is everybody coming up to the hospital, seeing the baby, you know, goo goo gaga and all that stuff. No, we didn't have that. It was just me and my wife. Just me and my wife and my daughter. When we went home, it's just me and my wife and my daughter. You know, nobody was really coming by to visit. And if they did visit, they'd be outside, you know, the house and through the window. It's just, you know, and and I I thought that didn't psychologically affect me, but it did. You know, it's... It's almost like you have this huge barrel of love, right? 
and it's contained and you can't really share it with everyone else because you're not really partaking in this particular aspect of your life yet until all this stuff clears up. So, I mean, it's, it's been some ups and downs and then you have, you know, adjusting as a husband, um, as a father, you know, as a provider, you know, there's so many things going on. Um, you know, there's people that have lost their jobs. There's people that, um, are looking for other means of income, even as entrepreneurs, it has, it has affected us. Um, so there's just a lot of different mixed emotions going on. So um, I'm someone who is always regularly like dealt with anxiety. So that's why I had to raise my hand. Um, so yeah, it's, there's times that are a little tougher than others for sure. Um, some days I have some really awesome days where I'm inspired and, you know, I'm operating in my gifts and it's just magical and it's just working. And then there's other days where it's just like, I don't even want to get out of bed, man. Like, it's just, things are just so overwhelming that I don't even want to deal, you know, with anything, you know, yeah. what I'm so, and that's just me being transparent and me being honest. I mean, that's just life. And I think people think of mental health as if, oh, you got to be in some crazy house or uh, uh, an asylum or something like he's a maniac. She's a maniac. No, it, it's, we are all going to go through these processes and these emotions at some point in our life. You better believe it. Life is going to give you something that is going to challenge <laughs> your mental health. It is. That's just the way life is designed. So I think people need to understand that it's something that we all go through, something you shouldn't be ashamed of. And, you know, you just have to find your, your best way to deal with it. Um, I think we don't deal with it. I think we don't address it. And we, we sweep it under the rug and we leave it there and it just festers and it festers. And then when it, you know, resurfaces and then reveals itself again, it's too much for a lot of us. And I think that's how you get into, you know, the, the suicide and things that people don't really want to talk about, but it's reality. Um, I think it's really dealing with it when you know that you have an issue, really dealing with it and understanding where it comes from. I think that's so important. I shared with my... us, Especially as men, society yeah. teaches us not to cry, not to complain, not to be emotional. Um, and and even, even as a woman now, you know, it's independent women and women have, are, are creating more businesses and you guys are like dominating, right? So it's just like, but there's still an aspect of sensitivity in all of us. So I even think, I even think it's not even male and female anymore. I just think we're so desensitized to how we feel and what we should address that's affecting us on a larger scale now. I think a lot of times we suppress how we're feeling or our situation or our emotions too, because we tend to base it off other people's stories or experiences. And that's where it, it tends to become such a problem because if you're dealing with anxiety, body image, struggles mentally to whatever capacity, but then I look at Miyoko and go, oh, well, he, you know, they had to have their baby in, in this situation and I'm just pregnant and I'm, you know, I'm over here struggling because my partner of 10 years can't come hear the heartbeat. He can't come to the doctor. And, but I could say, well, that's petty of me because people are actually having to deliver this. People are actually losing their jobs. So why should I, I, sh I feel guilty feeling bad, struggling, having bad days, crying. You know, I'm a hormonal mess over here. Let's just be real. But <laughs> I mean, mentally I, I, you know, then I feel that and I'm like, well, What's that situation, comparatively speaking, to London lost his mom. Like, Neil had to, you know, have 
they don't get to have their family. So we tend to play this comparison game. And especially being on social media right now, we tend to gravitate, at least I think a majority of people gravitate towards, I can relate to that story or somebody that maybe they're following that like has this dramatic story. So they're like, well, I didn't lose my parents in a shooting. I didn't have a sibling pass away. I didn't, whatever. I didn't try to commit suicide. So then you, like you said, shove it under the rug as, well, I don't have to deal with it because it's not that, it's not as serious as so-and-so. And then what happens is it festers and it becomes a bigger problem and it becomes something that's so consuming because every time you see it or it triggers something, um, I will say personal experience this morning, I woke up and saw a post, um, someone had shared it into my Instagram DMs and was like, this infuriates me. And it was this, um, heavier woman who preaches body confidence, who preaches self-love and no body shaming. And she's a plus size Instagram famous person, right? But her post was all about shaming the skinny privileged. She used that hashtag. And I was so infuriated because when did body image become, if you're a plus size, then you get to talk about it. And I've struggled with my weight my whole life. I've been 85 pounds, eating disorder, body dysmorphia, pregnant, gained 40 pounds. And I was infuriated because my story, she was saying, you know, skinny people shouldn't get as many likes, or it's not fair that when people look a certain way that they get more attention. And it infuriated me because that has been my biggest mental struggle is my physical body, what I look like. And it it frustrates me because just because I weigh a certain amount or look a certain weight or I am a certain size, it it has nothing to do with another person's struggle. I don't relate to that plus size struggle, but I, it doesn't diminish the fact that I have my own struggle and my own story, my own voice. So, um, I know that I got, you know, therapy because I have my own issues. I told my therapist, and I think I've said this before, I felt like when I started talking about all the issues that I have, it was like, not just trying to put a puzzle together. It was literally talking to her. And after a couple sessions, it was just like dumping the box out when you start flipping it over to see the picture. Like, I don't think I've even scratched the surface of putting the puzzle together, but that's my journey. And nobody can take that away from me. And if an account or a person or this podcast, if something doesn't sit right, that doesn't mean that it's your story or your journey. So London, what do you think? Um, totally. Two words come to mind. Um, compare and respond. So talking about comparisons and there's a really cool movie with Ben Stiller and he's got the, uh, kind of the, uh, American dream life of simplicity where he's got, you know, a nice house. He's got a pretty wife that's still in love. You know, he's got a good son trying to get into Harvard, but he's like having this, the Ben Stiller as the father is having a middle-aged crisis and he's looking at three friends and ends up running into him throughout the movie. And, one is supposedly this famous, successful politician kind of guy. One's uh, the uh, tech company billionaire that sold his company and is uh, sleeping with two models in, on an island in Fiji or something. And then the other one is um, like married with the kids with the perfect life. He's the CEO with the private jet. And then throughout the movie, he runs into these guys. The uh, billionaire tech guy, uh, they're only sleeping with him because he's got money. They don't really like him and he's an alcoholic. The uh, guy that uh, 
has the kids with the private jet. His daughter has some, uh, she's three years old and is having some major spine surgery and might pass away. And he's freaking out. And he doesn't fly around on the private jet. He, the company has the private jet and he uses it sometimes for business. And then the number one guy that's like the famous kind of politician, actor or whatever, he's a fucking douchebag, you know? And then Ben Stiller starts thinking like, man, I got a pretty wife, you know, we're still having good sex. My son's staying out of trouble, might get into Harvard. I'm making good money. You know, I need to get back to, you know, focusing on me. Just because you see something doesn't mean it's as great as what you think it is. So focus on what you can control and how you respond to that. Flip your lens, change your perspective. Because in the end, you don't know what the hell's going on with their lives. So focus on what you can control. It's good to have a barometer. Oh man, they're crushing it. What can I learn from them in business or being a better person? Of course. But, but it does you no good to try to compete with something that you truly don't know about. And in the end, the people that he thought was doing better than him, when you came down and let the movie showed their problems, I don't want to be the alcoholic dude. You know, I, I get it sleeping with a couple pretty younger women, but again, if you're just an alcoholic dude and the chicks like are repulsed by you, but they hang, hang out with you because they can live on an island, I don't want to be a douchebag politician. And I certainly, you know, one of my biggest fears is having unhealthy kids, so I can't imagine what that would feel like to see your baby girl about to have surgery. So that really gave me a, a great perspective you know, because I have successful friends. I've been around success. My dad was wealthy. My ex-stepfather was wealthy. But all I can, what I try, what I choose to do now is take the good from that and not waste my time or my mind focusing on the negativity or trying to compare my life with them. Because ultimately, like, I don't want to become them. I can't actually be them anyways. And the more you can do that, the more you're like, fuck, I'm actually okay with who I am. And how about I just try to make myself better? Yeah. I'm sure you guys. we've all heard comparison is the thief of joy. I yeah. mean, and I'm sure we all have those moments in our life where we're like, we catch ourselves, or maybe people are, need to listen to this and start catching themselves or, or learn those triggers. If it's not bringing you joy, if it's not bringing you, if you don't go to a space, if I go to Miyoko's page or London's page and I'm not filled with joy and motivated if I'm like, oh, that guy working out again, or there's that guy talking about business again, and he's crushing it. If I don't feel inspired and joy, then you don't have to look at it, right? You don't have to compare. If you find joy in something, and each one of us, I'm sure, brings something to the table of how we battle mental health each and every day. I know for me right now, it's therapy and my journal and focusing on gratitude and just being with my kids and London, I know you've shared on episodes before working out, like, you know, getting your mind right. Like I, I work out because mentally I'm better after I get that push, that endurance, that, that endorphin rush, you know? So, uh, maybe Miyoko, do you want to leave us, leave us with some words of maybe since you are new to the show and like, just how do you, how do you find your own battle with mental health? How do you, find and dig deep and go, this is how I battle. This is how I get through it. You know, it's, it's a day-to-day thing or month 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 thing, but what are, what are your go-tos or what can you share with our listeners? I'm going to say one word. This is very important purpose. I believe to really get through a lot of the things you have to find something in your life that's greater than yourself. For me, it's coaching is not just a profession for me. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's part of who I am. 
And I'll never forget, I, I got a, um, an Instagram from a 17-year-old girl. And she said, um, I didn't know who you are, but I found you online. And I was going to commit suicide. And she said, but I found your stuff. And she said, I'm not going to do that anymore. She said, now I want to tell you that I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. But because of you and the things you've said, she said, now I now know that my life is worth living. And that came at a very low point in my life. I was going to give up. And that just reminded me, like, this is not about you. Like, so I will say we all have a gift, an ability, an experience, an expertise that is not for us just to have. It's for us to give value to the world. And I think if we tap into that and we really see what we're purposed to do, that alone will continue to keep us going. Because we, as human beings, we have to have purpose. We have to have something that drives us, whether it's your kids, whether it's, you know, your, 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 your wife, um, a, a bigger picture, helping millions of people all across the world. Like purpose is so important because of the reason why, one of the biggest reasons why a lot of people, you know, take their lives and mental health and, and takes them down that road is because they feel like hope is gone. You know, the biggest question is why am I here? What am I here for? And I think that's so important. So finding your purpose, like find that thing that you can tap into that is unique to you. Nobody else does it. And what I mean by nobody else does it is we all have unique gifts and skill sets. And I, I believe that there's things that we can do on a level that nobody else can. And you have to find that. That's, that's what I would say to everybody. It's all about purpose. It's important. Hey, beautifully said, man. I think it's a good thing to remember that there is communities out there where you can yes. talk to people, complete strangers, eventually become friends. Guys, I have people that I talk to on Instagram that support me that I talk to now than some of my closest friends. Not judging my friends, just you make this connection, this relationship. Like this, there's a lot of positivity, this social media stuff, man. I got people supporting me like crazy, you know, more than like family members. And it's awesome. And I'm grateful. Again, not knocking my family, but like you can find help there. You can find friendship. You can open up to people. If you're not ready to open up, just sit back and listen. But I would encourage you, if you don't know where to start when it comes to help, there's an amazing campaign by Glenn Marsden, who has become a friend of mine. It's called the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign. And the reason why I support it the most, besides him becoming a friend, is it is people all over the world from all walks of life. He's not just hitting the celebrities and trying to get them to talk about it, which is very important, right? Because you see success and you're like, well, I can't ever get there. And one reason why I can't get there is I got mental health problems, right? Well, these successful people are talking about, hey, I deal with that pain I have, I've overcome it, or I still deal with it. Along with people just like us trying to make it or making it everyday walks of life that won't ever be famous, won't ever write a book. You're just as important because you're a fucking human being. You're living and breathing and you can make an impact, hopefully on your own life and if the, on the world if you want to. But I strongly encourage you, if you don't know where to start, it is a beautiful campaign called Imperfectly Perfect. Appreciate you guys today. An amazing show. We might have to even delve in some more um, by the end of the month or maybe into next month because there's just so much you can talk about on this subject. Thank you, everyone, to the, for the support you've given us so, so far. And if you have an idea of a guest, if you have the, uh, the heart, the light, the guts that you think you got the goods to talk with us, I bet you do. DM me. DM us. We'd, be, we'd love to talk to you and see what you can provide to the show, to the world. So thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. 
Thank you for listening. It's not easy to create these episodes, but we know it's important. We need more real, open, and honest conversations because we know that whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone. A life pretending isn't worth living. So please share this podcast with a friend and thanks for listening.